Registering for your wedding can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be when you register at Crate and Barrel. Crate and Barrel's expertly curated assortment means you don't have to search or sort through tons of items because they've selected the best of the best to make choosing the perfect items for your home easy. Their modern styled collection features modern design with a classic twist, so you don't have to worry about items going out of style next year. Crate and Barrel items are made to be statement pieces in your home today and for years to come. And maybe even your friends. Crate and Barrow also makes it fun private party just for engaged couples. Each month, they close the store for an event to host you and your fiance, give you undivided attention, and bring in the best vendors to answer all of your specific product questions. This honestly sounds like a dream. And when I get engaged, I'll consider doing this. I'd love to have all these vendors come and talk to me about different products for my home. There's nothing I like more than thinking about my future dream home. In fact, Crane Barrel has so many items that I would love to have myself or give as presents to my friends who are getting married, decorative bowls, bookends, so many different things to choose from. So if you're interested in this for yourself or for your friends or family, create a Crate and Barrel registry online at crateandbarrel.com or at a store near you. And now let's batch. I didn't know where you were. I knew you were upset and dealing with it, so I didn't reach out to you. And you didn't reach out to me. I didn't know if you just wanted to get past it, wanted to be the bachelor. I mean, I thought you wanted to be the bachelor. And I walked out there when I saw you. I felt a lot more than I thought I was going to. Like, I didn't think it would be that much spark. Because I know there's still something there. Okay, but like, what What does that mean? What do you, I don't know. I can't, what do you mean? Like, I don't, I don't know. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. We are back. Peter is here. It is time to dive into his season. Three hours of Peter and his gals and a specific gal that we know, Hannah Brown, of course. We're going to talk so much about that. And to do so, I'm joined by my colleague, Alyssa Bresnak. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, how's it going? Um, You're here today as a Bachelor enthusiast and also because you wrote a great piece that is really important for the first day of the Bachelor season about the kind of the Bachelor influencer economy and lifestyle. So we will get into that as we dive into the gals. But first, I just want to talk about Peter. Yeah. And this this show. Um, what was your first reaction? First, so, wait, one question before yes. that. How many times have you watched the episode? Two. Two. I watched it two as well. And then a, few, a couple of of highlights here and there. Yeah, I went back to the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was it was a lot of content. Without commercials, it was two hours, which is like really long. Extremely long. And um they They had my attention the whole time though. They stumbled on something. So so back to my question, what was your initial reaction to this episode? So I turned to my roommate after it was over and I was like, this is why I keep fucking watching this show. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was just I was floored by the end of it. You don't usually expect them to go outside of the mold of like what's expected of the Bachelor universe so early. And it just like kind of like bowled me over. I was so surprised by it. It was pretty wild. And Hannah Brown, they teased that she was going to be a part of it. And it seemed like maybe it would be similar to when Andy came back on next season or the various other times they've had previous contestants. Like, um, I believe Becca Tilly and Amber James were on Ben's season. Like, sometimes contestants will come back. But Hannah's not a contestant. She's a lead. She's, like, probably the most popular bachelorette of all time if we're going by Instagram stats, which is quite relevant in this yes. day and age. And she's single. And she's single. So it was a really big deal to have her. And 
it, it was really mind-boggling. But even before we got to all of the Hannah business, Peter himself made a pretty big impression on me. I would say if I had to describe him in one, one term, it would be a total cornball. Oh, completely. Yes. I mean, I actually think he might not be that compelling of a lead quite yet. Like, maybe he's still getting the hold of, uh, like, a hang of this. His um, lexicon is limited. <laughs> yes. Which is not to say he's dumb or whatever, but, like, he just sat, kept saying the same phrases over and over again, which is like, I love that, which was a big Coltonism, which... It I, was a big Ariism too. It was. It's true. Yeah. And this is amazing. That's insane. He he speaks like a 27-year-old who watches The Bachelor and has an Instagram account. Exactly. I mean, I don't hold it again him, but is he being extremely articulate? Not quite yet. Maybe he'll get there. Not quite yet, but he, he just seems like he really wants this to work. Yes. Like he, they, and they talked about that a lot. Like this process works. And I, 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 I love, like- I love what they try. <laughs> they try so hard in the first episode to reinforce that concept. They're just like, remember, this is for love. <laughs> and, and not only love, but like they act like there's a science to it. Like if you follow the process, <laughs> right. you will end up with a spouse. Or yeah, it's like a sports play or something. Yes. <laughs> and, and I'm glad you brought up the sports thing because this season with um, Kelly, who we'll get into, and of course, Hannah, and all of the kind of the backstory that Peter brings, I feel like The Bachelor is really entering challenge territory. Did you, Have you ever watched The Challenge on MTV? No, I never did. Well, The Challenge was born out of Real World and Road Rules. The first season was, um, it was five people, half Oh, Road wait, World. I totally yeah. watched that, but not the new one. Well, it's still on. I just okay. cut up and <laughs> fuck is it good. It is such a great, 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 great show. Um, but it, it was really kind of born out of the culture of alumni from the show. Like, it, it was originally their idea where they had these two shows, Real World and Road Rules. They put them together sure. and they combined the kind of capturing the interpersonal drama of the people with the the travel of Road Rules. And that was kind of the challenge. And yeah. it's really grown to be its own thing. Bill has long joked that it's the, you know, the fifth professional sport in America. They're like <laughs> trained for it. And now every season, they, like, they had one season called Vendettas where— they had people like teamed up on teams of two where like, I have a problem with you. Like I'm going to avenge my vendetta. They then completely Amazing. corrupted the term vendetta and use it incorrectly for about 20 episodes. <laughs> That's besides the point. But the, the Bachelor is just, is reaching that point or I think it has reached that point and it was really clear with Peter's season. Um, I think partially to me, what really rang that home, brought that home was his family. It's like, oh, I remember these people. They cried at the, after the final rose and they were so lovely on his hometown. Yeah. And like, I was as excited to see Peter's family as I was to see Peter. I felt like I knew them already. Me too. Yeah. I like love his mom. She's amazing. And she has the most impressive middle-aged hair I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like Kyle Richards on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Barbara Weber. That's a great description of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Like elite references there. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I just was like so happy to see her. Yeah. She brings a lot of joy to the room wh- yes. whenever we see her on television. And her his dad is just like such a cornball. I was like, oh, there's that mustache. Like I felt so like deeply bonded to the mustache for some reason. Yeah. And that's how I knew I was like, these are characters. They're also, I mean, like the teaser where she's crying and like, Bring her home to bring, us. And it was, it's like Les Mis. Bring <laughs> him home. <laughs> yeah, like I was just like, wow, these parents are, I mean, we see this later in the date too. Like they're yeah. going to play a huge role yes. in this season. And also, if there's anything Peter loves more than his family, it's women who love their families. Oh yeah, he's like, I love that. He'll, he'll like, he'll like stop to take a breath and he's like, I just, I just got to tell you, like, what you just said, I can't tell you how much that means to me. I know. It's no surprise to me that Madison got the first date because she is about 
fostering family. She recruits foster parents sure. and matches them with foster children, which is like, to Peter, I mean, when family's the most important thing, like she's talked about her parents and then her whole career is based around kind of helping families find each other. That's just like probably overwhelming to Peter to even consider. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine. But back to the corniness for a second. Two things. They, they had two signs that they showed. One was inside their home and it was like an inspirational oh, yes. quote on like, like a wooden this board. home or something. Something like that. It was like from Pier 1. Yeah. The message itself wasn't the problem to me. It's just like, and, and I happen to really like some Ikea decor. Like I think that there's some really cool like posters. Minimalist and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Or sort of like very graphic, very like, gra- like graphic and like the graphic design sense. Sure. Very modern. But like the slogans are just a real, that's an absolute no-go. Yeah. I mean, I have to say my mom has a really similar thing in my home. So like, I don't want to drag my mom. No, no, no. I just think it's like classic parent decor. Like that at a certain point you give up. Yeah. Oh, oh, does your parents, do they have like completely tasteful decor? No, I wouldn't say completely tasteful, (laughs) but it's just very different. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I think um, California parents really love like, sort of like distressed wood. Yes, distressed with them. wood. Yes, exactly. And and to me, I was like, oh, I, that's very familiar. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a real style. It's yes. just It's just not one that I care for. Yeah. But more, more alarming to me than the sign in their home was the sign outside their home, which says the Webbers established 1988. <laughs> that's, oh. not, that's not the problem. That's okay. fine. Celebrate your family. It's beautiful. Yeah. It said W-E-B-E-R apostrophe S. Oh, no. Very errant apostrophe. Oh, my God. (laughs) How could they let that happen? I don't know. No one has ever mentioned them. That's not where the apostrophe goes. You don't even need an apostrophe in that sense. I'm sure there's been a lot of secret conversations about it. Like Their neighbors are probably like, do we get a copy edit over here? Like, what do we do about their Like, let's replace it in the middle of the night. Like, that'll make me feel better. I can sleep then. It also looked like they had either, like, asked someone to make it specifically for them or they made it themselves. Yeah. I I just was like, oh, no, that's not right. And remember that old blog, the... um, blog of pointless um, quotation marks. Oh, yeah, totally. It reminded me of that. Was that a Tumblr? I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good times. Good times from the previous, like two <laughs> decades ago at this point. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. 2007. God, I feel old. I know. I know, right? But the other thing we learned about Peter, he, like, while he was introduced, kind of, like, I just as like, one of the two pilots on Hannah's season, Tyler was the one who, like, really loved to dance, allegedly. Yeah. But, Pete, like, we, he wasn't that great at dancing. It's sort of, like, besides the point, Peter loves to dance. He danced so much in this episode. Yeah, what was it? Like the happy dance to like get yes. your fears away? And that was like, oh, wow, you are really going for the happy dance. Like I thought he was going to do like a little bit of a like a, a hip swivel. He's not like a good dancer, or, like no. a hot dancer, but he just like clearly has a lot of energy. Yeah, He seems like a joyful guy. We later find out that him and Kelly danced. Yes. Oh, my God. Notably. The Kelly situation is distressing to me, mostly because I don't like her. But. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of things to say about <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> I, I like, uh, I'm always overflowing with things to say about Kelly. We'll get to her. Okay. <laughs> um, Peter, notably wearing a tux. Yeah, he looked good. He, he really looked good. He did look good. Nick Vial, uh, hi Nick, he Instagram, he commented on Peter's Instagram that he liked the tux. Like it or dislike it. Very notable to me. I was like, finally, The Bachelor is as dressed up as all of his suitors. It works because he always wears a suit to his job. So it makes That's sense true. why he would be really dressed up for he the ceremony. He needs to differentiate. Yeah, yeah, Interesting. Yeah. He's used to being like in formal wear. Exactly. So it's kind of like if he were also James Bond, he would also need to wear a, a tux to differentiate between his dapper clothes. Yes, Question, if you went on a flight and like saw Peter standing at the entry to your airplane, would you think, oh my God, that person is qualified to fly me across the country? 
Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> when, I, when I saw him in his pilot's outfit, I was like, mm, you look extremely young. <laughs> well, he told us he learned to fly nine years ago. That's yeah, still— Okay, does he fly the plane himself or is he the co-pilot? Like, is he the assistant? I think he's the assistant. Okay, that makes me feel better. That's all I have to say. I thought you were going to ask a different question, which is if you saw Peter, a few things. If you saw Peter (laughs) um, standing at the front of the plane, would you think he was hot? Like, is he real world hot? Is he bachelor hot? Is he TV hot? I don't think he's like classic hot. Like, I think they've really kept the amount of shirtless, like shower no shower shots, shots. To, like on the minimum, just because he's not like a person who like cares a lot about maintaining like an extremely chiseled body. Yeah, That's I, not to say he's not fit, which I really like. Me too. I, I prefer that. I call the overly chiseled the Ryan Reynolds, and I do uh, like yes. it. Yes, I've mentioned it's, that like at, at least three times. It's overwhelming. Season. It's intimidating. No one it's wants not that. Sustainable. Exactly. It's ridiculous. The second <laughs> the second Ryan Reynolds stops working out, he's just going to go back to looking like Peter, which wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. No, I like, I prefer the Peter. Me too. I prefer the Peter I body. Pref- I prefer the two guys, a girl in a pizza place. Type of that, <laughs> you know? Me too. So I like that about him. I don't know. He's attainable hot. You use that term all the time, right? Yeah. He's like Nick Vialli hot, right? I think in a way, Nick was like hotter when he was The Bachelor. You're right. He, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just mean maybe now. Sure. <laughs> I, don't, sure. I, don't, I don't mean Poor that Nick. as a diss. I don't mean that as a diss. I'm really attracted to Nick. I, I, <laughs> I'm going to stop talking now. Noted. I think I would find Peter cute. Like, yeah, he's attainable hot. Like, he, you'd be like, oh, that guy's cute. You'd talk to him. He's like definitely For sure. one of the, he's like the most approachable Bachelor in a while. He's really smiley. He just has a vibe like he really wants to get to know who you are. Yeah. Even, for no other reason than because he's curious about people. And that's he does, essential. He does seem to have like a real sense of joy and like excitement. It's very sweet and very charming. Like he just seems like he's he's fun to be around. Yeah. And I thought the the move when he, I believe it's Savannah perhaps, who, whoever had never gotten a bouquet, if never given flowers before by a guy. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That was Victoria P. Oh, Victoria P. You're right. Yeah. Glasses. Glasses. Which I loved. Is that the first time in Bachelor history that someone wore back? Glasses has on gone, the show. I think gone day to night glasses, yes. Yeah. And it's a, a move that I love. I was I suspect floored. she had a contact situation. Me too. Nonetheless, I loved it. <laughs> she had a sexy librarian thing yes, going. It, it looked great. I love it. Like award shows when women they dress up by like accessorizing with like a chunky plastic glasses. Oprah did that like two years ago at the Golden Globes. Yes. Meryl does it sometimes. Yeah. It's a phenomenal look. Now I, Victoria P on The Bachelor. I know, just Victoria a pioneer. P. I absolutely, I loved it. I, yeah. I really noted it and I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I just think this is probably the best premiere we've had of a Bachelor or Bachelorette season in a really long time. And part of that is there's a real thrill every time they break format, which they did, giving us not one, not two, but two plus dates on this yeah. episode. And keeping the entrances to only an hour, only seven intro packages for the women. I just want to say, I don't think you should put too much stock into, like, who they show in those intro packages. I think it's, like, kind of random. I think there's a few who they want you to know who they are. Sure. Like, obviously, we got a lot of Hannah Ann and Madison, and they both got packages. But, like, Marissa, we got her, and she's out. We also got Victoria P., and she was in the, like, preview before. Like, it seems like they she definitely traveled somewhere yes, with him. definitely. Um, but then I also think I saw her on a like two on one date or whatever. Bad news. So yeah, yeah. And then like Alexa, who's like clearly too cool to be on this show. Way too she's, cool. She's had the word vagina. Like, she's the only one who doesn't have plastic surgery, I think. And also was wearing minimal makeup. She's absolutely stunning. Yeah. She like clearly like has too much personality and personal style to be on this show. Right. But I just feel like that's why they put her in the package. Not, yeah. Not because she's They're like, like we, we cast real people. <laughs> I'm just like, Alexa, girl, you seem like you're doing great. Chicago's <laughs> a great city. Like you don't need to be doing this. But. It's probably great for her waxing business though. 
Totally. I think it's also like maybe the first time the show, the word vagina has been said on the show. There were plenty of vagina jokes this time around. I know. I, the dry one, I was like, ooh, graphic. I thought that was a pretty bad opening line. Even if she had landed it, that was Victoria F. Even she could, she, she didn't land it though. No, she didn't. She knew it was a bad joke. But like, I don't know. I, I think that's just like, Maybe I'm just like getting old. But I was just like, this is really crass. Does that have to be your opening? No, line? I know that. I mean, I wrote, I have note about it because I was like, I'm surprised the Bachelor producers allowed this. But maybe I'm just, I make dick jokes. Do- dick jokes all the time, but maybe I'm a little more sensitive as, to vagina jokes. I think as a society, we make yeah. more dick jokes than I've vagina jokes. I've just internalized the patriarchy. That's why. I know. I guess. Um, okay, let's get into the actual show. I mean, you know, we'll talk about all the women, but like, we just have to talk about Hannah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I can't believe... I thought we finished our year of Hannah. I thought we went from Hannah B, who couldn't give a toast, to Dancing with the Stars champion. Like, we were all ready to move on gracefully. They did tease that she was going to be on opening night. I think that's been out there basically since Peter um, season went into production, which, by the way, was on September 19th. And I know that because I remember what happened. And moreover, I interviewed (laughs) Hannah that day. Oh, wow. Okay. I went, which has, you can go back and listen to, it was a great interview. It's kind of interesting to think about it now because she obviously didn't tell me because she's a dutiful um, sure. employee. Following the rules. Yes, she's great. Um, she didn't say, I said to her, like, Peter's season starts tonight and, and she didn't really, like, flinch. She just was like, yes, he's gonna, he's he's a great guy. He's a great family. She just spoke, like, really kindly of him and just sort of, like, left it at that. And then hours later, after my and her sit down in a Dancing with the Stars rehearsal space, she went to the opening night and returned his wings. Wow. Um, And that was like, we thought that was going to be it. Because then he like comes in very somber and he was like, yes, Hannah was here. She returned my wings. And now I'm ready to move on. Yeah. And this is a thing, as you said before, that we've seen with past contestants. Yes, a lot. Yeah. Quite a bit. Like people come back all the time. Like my roommate was like, is she going to join the house? And I was like, no, no, no. Calm down. Yeah. There was even, I can't remember who it was, but Jake Pavelka showed up on one night because he's family friends with someone. Which bachelorette was that? I can't, maybe it might have been, no, it wasn't Allie. I can't remember. But he showed up for one. Oh, it was JoJo. JoJo. They're also interconnected. That's amazing. I didn't know that. I'm telling you, it's like the challenge. Like this is just what happens. This show's been around long enough and a certain type of person's into it. And then they recommend it. And, you know, Hannah Ann is friends with Hannah G. Like, just Um, makes so much sense. Yeah, Yeah. it really does. But so anyway, that's the beginning with Hannah. And then they have like the dumbest date I could think of, which was basically like doing, you know, Mortified, you know, that podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Which is basically people like reading from their high school diaries in front. It's like an open mic night, but reading from your diary. It's a good concept. This was very similar, but you had to like tell an awkward sexual story. And Hannah tells this the windmill story, basically, like Chelsea Curran's story. And, and so the, the date is put on by Peter's close friend, which is what he says, and it turned out to be Hannah. And, and they, <laughs> they do a lot of dates like this. Like, it's a pretty common one for the show early on where they do some kind of, like, yeah. performance. They have to like, reveal something about themselves. And it happens a lot on The Bachelor, a little bit less so on The Bachelorette. So it wasn't that weird. And then in the last 15 minutes, things just get completely haywire. And in a, in a wonderful chaotic chaotic good way for talking about the grid yeah and um or was that called unlawful good Un- chaotic good chaotic good okay, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> i only just speak in memes but sometimes they apply. <laughs> i mean i knew exactly what you were talking about <laughs> embarrassingly um we live on the internet you know what yeah you know about it and so she uh basically has like she starts crying we don't really see the inciting moment but peter finds her backstage and she's crying well the inciting moment was when the that producer was like how do you feel after that Right. Oh, right. And she's like, not good. Yeah. She was just like, I still kind of feel ha- have feelings for him. And then it's like it zoomed in from a weird angle. Like you can tell that they were not planning it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The lack of clear shots 
and Hannah's makeup all over her face. I wrote the note, like, mascara equals authentic. Me too. I believe <laughs> I believe I wrote in our rundown, holy mascara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's like, you would plan for that. You would wear waterproof. Yeah, always go waterproof anyway. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? But I was just like, okay, this is, like, authentic, I think. Um, and then she, they kind of, like, rehash what has happened like, or what has not, what has not happened since they last saw each other on After the Final Rose. It was kind of jarring to hear her refer to After the Final Rose as AFR, which is common parlance on the internet, but like Agree. no one ever says it. Agree. I was like, this is another sign. This is real. Like, yeah. she's not even trying to explain it to the camera. Also, when he walked in to check on her, you could tell for a second her eyes locked with a cameraman. Yeah. Like, she was like, oh. And then yeah. she was like, oh, I have to do this in front of someone. Yes. They're like, <laughs> not going to let me out of it, which yeah. was like kind of a bummer. But I have a lot of questions. So then they, and, and this was like, must be a bummer for Peter and for the women that like, here we are, the beginning of his season, rehashing what happened at the end of Hannah's season. But it's just all a contiguous season now. This And, and again, this is what happens on the MTV shows. They all kind of just like live one constant it's IP show life. just a yes. giant that was kind of the thesis in my story that I wrote this whole thing of IP like yes. all once you're on the show you just exist in this universe as if if this were Disney you would be the a princess in it like you just exactly. and, and maybe you interact with another princess like in that one Disney movie <laughs> so right. it's like yeah the, it's, and, kind of, it's like it's like Avengers too it's like where they all yes. come together I haven't, seen fascinating. It. I haven't seen an Avengers movie in years, but I think that's what happens in them. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> like, I, I just agreed I because everyone talks about it and I just was that's worried. Right. As, I mean, I read the Ringer coverage, so I'm pretty familiar. But like, as far as I can tell, this is what happens in yeah. the Avengers movies. Right. Like, they all come together. And it's sort of similar, like phase one ended. Now they're like on to phase two or maybe phase two ended. They're on to three, whatever. We're in kind of a new phase. We're sort of like Hannah is like the, like the sun and everyone else is a constellation around her right now. Definitely. And... Uh, social media drives it. Like, she yes. has a whole separate life on social media. And when the, the show is not on television, when they're making the show, social media drives its media coverage forward still. It totally. like, determines who's who the characters are going to be on Bachelor in Paradise. It determines who they're going to bring back as favorites, like Demi's sleuthing or whatever on... Um, on Hannah's season. season. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, Demi went to the Golden Globes last night. Allegedly with Nick. With Nick. Were I the saw. pictures of them together? Or yeah. Was, oh, I didn't see them together. I think so. Or maybe I just saw that on people social were media. Yeah, yeah, together. yeah. I think they're just friends, just for the record. I, I agree. Um, <laughs> people can be friends. <laughs> I have plenty of male friends. That's what happens when we work in sports. Um, but, uh, and then they just like hash out everything that's happened. And he's basically like, why did you ask Tyler out? Why didn't you ask me? And she explains, and this was like a revelation to Peter and to us. She was like, it was supposed to be you and Jed. Like, I, I knew it was you and Jed. And he was like, wait, what? And he had like a, like a real like, holy shit moment. And then he said, but then he brings up some really good points. Like she moved 20 minutes away from where he lives and did not reach out to him. Like, Hannah, why did you wait for him to be the bachelor to reach out? Like, what were you doing? Yeah, I mean, and he was upset because he saw her ask out Tyler on After the Final Rose. I was upset, too. I was jealous as well of Tyler. <laughs> I mean, of Hannah. <laughs> and her her reply to that was like, you weren't reaching out like Tyler was or something? Yes. She said that Tyler had been in touch. Right. I've heard, I've heard a lot of counterintelligence to that. Mm. I don't know if that's true. Uh, but I don't know. And But she did kind of take responsibility for it. Like, she didn't sort of... She wasn't that defensive. And also, another moment where terrible shot for the cameraman. She was standing, like, in the mirror vanity, like, yeah. with the lights glowing. Like I, I think that might have been a tactical move. Because if you shoot her yes. straight on, then the cameraman is in the shot. 
because of the mirror. So I think she sat there on purpose. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I agree. Again, another sign of the authenticity of the whole moment. Um, But when she was standing there, she said something along the lines of like, I broke everyone's heart and my heart in this process. Yes. And I thought that was pretty profound. Me too. And and they both seem like really upset. I mean, he, one thing I noticed in general, and I'm looking forward to seeing the whole season, is when he's either hungover or tired, his face, like many humans, gets a little puffy. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just sort of like, they haven't nailed his makeup yet. And you could just tell, he just has a very expressive face. And it's very sweet. Yeah. Because he just, I think he's usually so happy that when he's not, it's it's very clear. And it was just a really like crazy moment. But what I don't, one thing that makes me question her and her motives is why she didn't reach out if she was interested. When the because t- clearly the Tyler stuff fell apart very quickly. He started dating Gigi like five days after for sure AFR, and she could have reached out and she didn't. And so that kind of like doesn't make any sense. She she explains it by saying, "Well, I thought you wanted to be the Bachelor." But and she probably didn't want to mess that up for him. Like if she had reached out and been like, I don't know, maybe there was there they would have tried to date, and during that time Peter would have had to turn them down. Yeah, like I, it kind of makes sense strategically. Like she didn't want to ruin Peter's life. Yeah, but she did anyway she, on the she show. Give it a shot. <laughs> the thing is, ultimately, I am now. I don't. I actually am unspoiled, like almost completely, which is which is great. I hope to remain this way. Um. I hope not. There's like no scandal or anything. But um, I ge- I genuinely hope that they end up together. I think there's like really something there. I really do. Me too. They had so much chemistry on after the final rose, and like it just doesn't. That does not make sense. The one thing I think is really not in their favor as a couple, and I just am sort of sick of is like this weird fetishizing of the windmill night, and it's just like. Well, it's to be expected Let's be because adults. you need a meme for each lead, right? That's true. They had to choose that. I mean, it's like his profession and his, like his sexual so many prowess. Puns, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just like they were talking about on Ari season that he was a good kisser or something. Like you, you yeah. kind of need those like that. that I think he's a feature. kiss monster or something like that. Do they call him that? <laughs> Be, I don't know. People were just like, I want to steal a kiss from you. <laughs> Peter Wayne's made out with so many girls already. Agree. I think in addition to being like maybe the best premiere, also the most kissing in a premiere I can recall. When I was watching the Chris Soul season for research for my story, mm-hmm. there were women who were super upset that he had kissed like multiple women like on the third date and I was just like how times have changed also was Savannah the first person ever to kiss like when they first walk up out of the limo I was thinking about that I can't think of any off the top of my head I don't know for sure but I I sneaky really like Savannah me too I really like her she also clearly got very drunk which is another reason why I like her (laughs) there were some wasted women in the mansion (laughs) it was really it was really fun but I I just think this Hannah thing is really fascinating because you know first of all I'm pretty sure that this date that they that they have together was September 24th. And yeah, because he said birthday girl. Right. I that's her birthday. I didn't even put that together, but it was her birthday. Mm-hmm. But I had interviewed her on the 19th, which was the Thursday, which was night one. And then obviously night one ended uh, the morning of day two because it was so fucking bright when they had the, <laughs> they had the final rose yes. ceremony. And then they get Friday off. The women who stay are moving, move into the house. And then the first date is on Saturday and then like the second date on Sunday. And then there's like an off day. And then so I think this was Tuesday the 24th. So there's no way Hannah goes on the show. As she, I think she has said this, like she did Dancing with the Stars. She was on Dancing with the Stars right. from, um, you know, from that a couple weeks earlier through November. So she doesn't go on. But I just hope that, like, he doesn't end up with anyone. I I don't know. Yeah, and it was like I started putting the puzzle pieces together in my mind. And then I thought that 
the scene where Peter's mom is like, bring her back to us was like about Hannah. <laughs> I know. I, I thought that was about no one is going to be my guess. I, I don't know. Maybe it is about someone specific. What do you mean about no one? I feel like it, it was about like, bring back the love of your life or like whomever it is, like make the right choice. I, oh, I have a I hard see. time imagining Peter's mom as <laughs> being Barbara. so like connected to one of the girls. Well, no, because she seems super into Madison very quickly. But I just feel like she ultimately is like, Peter, I want you to be happy. And I could see her being like, bring her home, bring home the love of your life. Yeah. Like whoever that might be. So okay. it's more about the concept of the love of his life than a specific contestant. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. No, that's definitely more plausible. <laughs> I don't know. It's just they, they edit those really well. The other thing is they had a clear shot of Peter holding a ring. But all of Colton season, there was a shot of him holding a ring box with a ring and then like opening it and looking at a ring, which they had just shot and never actually used on the show and then famously didn't propose to anyone. Sure. So really anything could happen. And, you know, we got the teaser at the beginning that was like, that showed Chris and Peter from um, sometime in, at the end, presumably at the final or final yeah, four or whatever. Yeah, like a, a little bit of news yeah. delivered to him yeah. in some form. We're all just finding this out right now. So <laughs> who knows what's going to happen? But I, the Hannah stuff was really, really fascinating. And they both just seem really upset. Like, one of my questions for you is, how does Peter's move forward from this? Well, and I, I can't see... Personally, as a human being who has been in romantic relationships, yeah. I can't see a way to move forward where you're like still so upset over your ex and then you have to go date that many people. Like, totally. I, I guess I have found the entire scene kind of crazy in terms of breaking the rules of the Bachelor universe because they usually try and reinforce over and over and over again, like, this bachelor is ready for love. Like, yeah. this bachelor is ready to commit. Like, the process works. And here we have, like, a guy who's, like, might be kissing Hannah. Like, Yeah. His, like, his face was really close to her face. And asking her <laughs> to come on the show. Yeah. And, and that, to me, is, like, a total disqualification of being a bachelor. Maybe I'm old school. <laughs> I know. It is interesting. Like, maybe he should just have quit right there and then or something. That would have been, I mean, it would, he, the reason he didn't quit is because he signed a contract. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, I had to, like, go to, go there in my mind like that's totally. the reason because if you're him you're like well I live in Westlake Village you live 20 minutes away that's always Let's an give option. It a shot yeah. yeah but I also think like the 20 minutes away is a little bit of an exaggeration in LA you know like in Clueless how the dad's like everywhere takes 20 minutes 20 minutes yeah <laughs> like it is further with traffic so that's we should true. keep that in mind <laughs> I think it actually is 20 minutes from what I've heard oh okay just... Wait, with traffic uh, like <laughs> I'm such an Angelina now. <laughs> I know. I, probably like 30 with traffic, but I I I think it's close. Okay. I, as far as I've, I've heard. Um, but, I believe you. <laughs> but, I don't know. Not to sound like a creepy stalker, though. I kind of am. <laughs> um, we'll text anyone. Um, it's just a, it's just a, a, a paradigm shift. Because also, like, this also similarly happened on the real world where they used to be like, when they had a new season, they'd be like, don't talk with the old seasons. Like, just look forward. We're moving ahead. Like, don't reference. If you're in Boston, don't reference Miami, whatever. Um, they This was very similar where they would bring in, like, the old heads to be like, that you prepared for what's about to happen. But, sure. like, Peter didn't meet with Colton. Peter didn't meet with Nick or Ari or Ben to, like, get, like, a, this is how it goes, which usually happens in the first episode, which is super boring. I'm so glad they cut it yeah. out. But it was very much like this is part of a system and an economy and a whole ecosystem and, and really acknowledging it. And really, since Ari's season, the show has been moving in this direction, but it's just made it way more fascinating and more relevant and lasting. And 
you know, there's like many dark things related to this show, but a real credit to them to continue to push it forward and like figure out a way to like adapt to the system they've unintentionally wrought, basically. Right, and it's a good point because uh, Colton went on Bachelor in Paradise and then he became yeah. the, the the lead. Same with Nick. Yeah, so I, and, and Colton had like a whole love story on Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, but- he, he was dating Tia like a month before. Actually, you know what? Um, Hannah and Peter's AFR moment was um, like July 31st-ish. And okay. Paradise films in May, or excuse me, in June. So Colton had longer between Tia and being The Bachelor than Peter did between having his, allegedly having his heart broken. What an impressive calculation, Julia. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, I, you know, I don't mean to be pro, so prescriptive with timelines, but sure. it's just kind of ridiculous. Like you went through this whirlwind, your family got famous. Of course, he's still upset about Hannah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it does. I mean, these women are crying about what's fair and what's not. Like I agree, it's unfair. Unfortunately, like we can't, like you can't just get rid of Hannah and it'll be okay. Like even if her presence isn't felt on the show, like he probably is still dealing with those feelings. Yeah, one hundred percent. But I guess no one in a relationship is completely unscarred. Yeah, unless that's you're true. like Brendan Fraser and Blast from the Past or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's actually talk about these girls. But first, let's talk about Rothies. I happen to be wearing Rothies right now, completely coincidentally. I just happen to really enjoy them. And I am wearing the loafer kind. It's like an animal print. These are my first Rothies. I happen to have two. I also so have, pretty. I also have the point flats. I seriously love them. They also are really packable. I travel not infrequently. And they're just like really great shoes that look professional but are super comfortable. I just throw them on. Um, Rothies are the perfect everyday shoes for life on the go. They're stylish and comfortable and they come in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns. They have a lot of like subtle camo slash animal prints that I, I really like. Um, this I have like an animal print that looks almost like a camo. I don't know. They're just great. I really recommend them. They're also available in a range of styles like sneakers, loafers, points, and more. And because Rothies are seamlessly knit using thread made from plastic water bottles, they're ultra comfortable as soon as you slip them on. Uh, as a bonus, Rothy's has diverted over 35 million water bottles from landfills already. Plus, Rothy's always come with free shipping and free returns and exchanges. So there's no risk, no worries, and no reason not to try. Check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash bachelor. Go to rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash bachelor to get your new favorite flats. Comfort, style, sustainability. It's the kind of thing Meghan Markle would support. And these are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash bachelor today. You know what? In fact, Meghan Markle hat does have Rothy's. I remember they did really? a campaign. Yeah, she was kind of ahead of the trend. The first person I ever saw wearing Rothy's was Ashley Iconetti, who is a major part of your story. Yeah. Which we're going to discuss momentarily. But first, I got to bring in producer Craig, who you may also know from the Ringer NFL show, Fantasy Football Podcast. Hi, Craig. Hi, what's up? Craig, are you a fantasy football expert, do you think? Yeah, finally. Finally, you made it. After this whole season. After this whole season. Uh So you do the Ringer's Fantasy Football Podcast, which Mm -hmm. uh, during the regular season is on... Tuesdays and Fridays. Yeah. And right now it's just Fridays. Yeah, we're doing Daily Fantasy, which is very relevant. Daily Fantasy, (laughs) which is major in the news about The Bachelor right now because Jade of Jade and Tanner, she's also her own woman, Jane, Jade Roper. Jade Roper. Um, she won the million dollar, what's it called? The million maker? Million dollar maker? Yeah, the tournament. Yeah, it's like the biggest tournament of each week. So how exactly does it work? Okay, I, I wrote a little rundown just in case people don't know. I don't know if The Bachelor fantasy worlds cross over this, too much. I just want to say this came to light 
after Wild Card Weekend had just wrapped, like yeah. a couple hours later, while the Golden Globes were happening on the eve of Peter's season. And honestly, my mind like exploded. I was sitting at work watching the Golden Globes and I was just like, holy shit, this is the most ringer story yeah, ever. Perfect scandal for the ringer. And also Jade and Tanner are like really nice people. Jade's actually been on this show before. She's called in. And then I've been trying to figure out a time to interview Tanner as well. And they're like really nice people. So I was really excited about this for them. I'm not sure this is deliberate foul play. I don't know. So on DraftKings, you can submit like a fantasy football lineup that consists of players from every game. And if they outperform other people's lineups, you win money. So what Jade and Tanner did was they both entered the same contest under different names and they entered the max number of lineups you could enter, which is 150. I just want to note, it's not like code names. They use their own names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just like, <laughs> we're playing regularly. Yeah, yeah. Under, yeah, they each had Jade and Tanner, different accounts. That's how the people realize so quickly who won because it was under Jade's name. Yeah, so they entered the max number, 150 uh, entries each, and they chose the exact like opposite players to cover as many different possibilities of outcomes as they could. And they won. They won a million dollars. She won. She won. She won. Tanner very specifically is like, Jade won. And because she is a woman, people are questioning it. No Jade erasure. As as if she's like (laughs) some kind of... If she didn't tweet this out, does does this happen? People would have noticed anyway, I think. People, what are, the rule, what are the rules of DraftKings that they've broken? And Because I just want to make it clear. They ha- actually, as far as I know, have not broken a law. There's no, like, illegality. No, it's, well, it's not law. It's, it's a DraftKings yeah. terms of service that they yes. violated, yes. which is collusion, which is like working with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> no collusion. Seriously. <laughs> also is, relevant. It is in, their, in the language of DraftKings. Yes, it says it is. no collusion. Correct, which is working with somebody else to essentially game the system, which they did. But my prediction here is that they didn't know what they were doing and they thought, like, they just found a, a clever move. And they're like, oh. But also, like, so one of the key pieces of evidence that people have been pointing to is that his teams all had Sunday quarterbacks mm-hmm. and hers all had Saturdays, right? Correct. And so, but as far as I understand, and so that's, like, a key piece of, like, trying to make sure they don't overlap is, like, okay, Jade takes the th- like you know the four from those games, blah, blah, blah. So the thing I wanted to ask, though, is, like, it's not just, like, they— there's only there's not only 300 combinations, right? There might be with only four games. Oh, because well, and like combinations, just, is like just, you could start bench players who aren't going to play, but of like relevant players, there might be. Gotcha. Mm. Interesting. Because I was going to say, like, it's not like they had every combination possible. They just also, no, like no, they're married. Like, they like, didn't start Teddy Bridgewater, but like they started every quarterback <laughs> that was starting and every relevant running back and receiver. Right. Which is only like two per team. So she tweeted. That, so she won, and she was like, and Tanner told me not to start DK Metcalf, who was the star of the, of the Seahawks win. Uh-huh. People are like, yeah. Daily Fantasy Twitter is like really mad They're like, about we that. want We hot. want a third-party internal, like, yes. uh, DraftKings part, said yeah. they were going to investigate themselves, and yeah. people are like, no, we need an external investigate. They need Robert Mueller to come <laughs> in. <and laughs> Truly, it's like, uh-huh. it's, that's how serious they're taking this. It's a million dollars. It, I know, and also people are just, like, obsessed with Daily Fantasy. But don't you think a lot of people do this with their friends and just don't say it? Yes. That's why I think her tweeting it was what indicted her. I think she may have gotten away with this because this stuff is never usually public, which is what I was reading. Like, DraftKings, like, actually talking about this is kind of rare. I I just don't think they should have tweeted it, and I think they would have gotten away with it. Tanner spoke for an ESPN article, which I bet he did early in the day before things got more heated. Um, but he should not have done. I'm just wondering, were they instructed? Like, did they, did somebody tell them about well, this? Well, here's, well, no, I know that Tanner's really into football and really into sports. But this strategy itself is a little diabolical. 
Is it? Kind of. He's it really, seems like classic marriage activity to me. I agree with you. It's like they're a couple. They're supposed to not work Hey, together. babe, we're each going to run 150 entries on this tournament that are yeah. $10 each. I mean, also kind of a lot of money to submit for one I, I weekend. I think Jade, I don't know about Tanner, but I think Jade makes a lot of money. Still though, she I mean, makes. Yeah, she's a, one of the influencers. This is a wonderful. Thank you so much, Craig. Have we sure. forgotten any? Oh, wait, thank you, Craig. <laughs> one crucial piece of information. Goose, Chris Randown, sure. works for DraftKings, right? Yes. And he's still with Crystal? Yeah, they got they married. got married in Paris, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. Where have you been? I know. I was wondering if they're still together. It's been a while. <laughs> it's not been that long. It's been six months. I hope they're still together. Me too. Seven. He fixed his hair. Remember the weird hairline Chris had? I mean, he's better taken, now. He's just an unbelievable rise. He went from absolute. Him and Chris, he was a villain. Transformation. I know. People. She was like, a, they, they were both, both villains. They were both like, also just like not even like serious villains, just like pathetic ones. But now they're like a lovely couple and together. He, yeah. And, but, like, what does he do for, for DraftKings? I don't know. He's I like, know. I think he's, like, one of their kind of, like, on-air talents. Is, a promoter, maybe. As far as I understand it. But that's another thing that people think is weird is that he was involved as well. But I don't know. Fishy. But I will say Tanner and Jade have both always notably been football fans. They're super into the Chiefs because he's from Kansas City. Um, they used to live there. I'm sure they, like, love Pat Mahomes. So it seems like the kind of thing they'd be into. Yeah. They don't need the money, though. I think that's No, the- <laughs> they don't. They don't. I think they just, like, love fantasy football. Well, what I'd like to know is if they've done this in the past. Like, what is their season-long daily fantasy yeah, look like? Yeah, he said that they've done it every week. This exact thing? I don't know if they I think like, the quote partnered. was, like, we've done this 17 times in a row and lost, and yeah. now you care. Yes. Ex- he referenced the whole 17 weeks of the regular Well, yeah, season. they care because it's like if you count cards and lose, no one cares. But if you count cards and win— <laughs> Great, Great point. Yeah. <laughs> Great point. But I think, I don't know. They're just, they both are really into football. So, and and there's like a very famously, not very famously, to losers like me, famously, there's a like a Bachelor alum fantasy football league that I think Tanner's like a ringleader in. <laughs> and it was like a big deal that Matt James got to be in it this year, if you recall. Right. Yes. And so everyone, I don't know. I think there's, there's so many football and Bachelor connections that are constantly coming up. It's kind of weird, but, like, I guess they're, like, two of the most popular things in America, so maybe it's not weird. I also think in terms of, like, the influencer universe, it's one of the avenues for the men of the Bachelor universe yeah. to, like, talk about sports, and that's totally. their— And to, like, show the, like, masculinity. Exactly. I feel like Peter's not into sports, by the way. Oh, actually, that's not true. He loves the Seahawks. I'm so happy the Seahawks came—well, one— because Peter's coming tomorrow. He'll be on this podcast this week. And I was like really hoping we could talk about Seattle. I watched the whole game to have my talking points ready to talk to Peter. <laughs> Look at you. You did I, your homework. I have I like I have like real love hate for Russell Wilson, but um most He'd it, be a terrible bachelor. Russell Wilson? Yeah. I think he'd he doesn't be really say anything. good. No, I think he'd be really good. Hey, we should we should rank quarterback who'd be the best bachelor. That's a good idea. But I just want to note that Russell Wilson like, just must be the most annoying quarterback to have. Like, if you're, like, his receivers and he's, like, loves DK Metcalf because he studies a lot, you're probably like, go fuck yourself. I'm like, football my whole life. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm, I'm good. I don't, I, need, I don't need you. Whatever. Anyway, thank you for this football interlude, Craig. Yeah. Thank TBD you, Craig. on the story. We'll check back in later. Yes, we definitely will. And we will be talking to Peter probably about football and many other things. Um, But let's talk about Jade again and her influencing because that's kind of the heart of this whole bachelor ecosystem now that we've been talking a lot about today. And Alyssa, you wrote about this for the site today. Yes. Um, check it out on the ringer.com. And we have this, whole, I've been thinking about this a lot. I just like, I'm so deep in the bachelor world. It's kind of embarrassing, but I just been thinking about it. There's a whole new group of 30 women who are going to like get to know. And like, do I follow them on Instagram? Do I not follow them on Instagram? And it's like 30 new celebrities have just been like thrown at us as of tonight. And 
people like Jade and Ashley have really harnessed the power of Instagram specifically to get famous. Kind of curious if you think those will spill over onto like TikTok and other places. And we just have so many more women like who could now could now become fat, fit, fun ambassadors. And I'm like overwhelmed with the idea. How do the how do they even feel? I think that you're describing a thing that is what compelled me to write this piece and, and put so much research into it. It's just you, like you talk to a lot of sources. I know it's it's embarrassing. <laughs> I think it's like the issue here is that at, at a certain point this this ecosystem has to get saturated, right? But I'm so impressed with the Bachelor Nation fan base because every season they like continue to keep track of everyone. I know. Like, we, you know, our Facebook group. <laughs> Shout out to the Bachelor Party Facebook group. Please Just join. Love also, them. Follow us on Instagram. Follow, yes. <laughs> New Instagram account. Check it out. Bachelor Party on Instagram. But what I'm saying is uh, there, as long as there's a need and an audience for it, it will continue to expand. I know. And uh, just even the amount of uh, podcasts that exist out there within the Bachelor universe, um, you know, all pale in comparison to this one, obviously. Sure. But, but that like people still have ears for that. Like they have time. You wrote in your article about, or Ashley gave you some really great quotes about her journey as a, um, Really, she hustled, honestly. Like, yeah. shout out to her. She's always been a really hard worker and it has paid off. She now has over a million followers, which is crazy. Probably got most of her wedding sponsored. I bet she saved thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, and I think she started, she kind of mentioned that she started out with something like... Like 70 or something like that. Yeah. It was pretty low. And now she's over a million. It's been climbing for basically five years. Right. Um, and Actually longer. It was a huge deal to that. even have like 75K. Right. At, like in 2015. I know. And, and now, now if you don't come out with like a million followers, you're considered not successful or I know. something. Well, like for example, Tasha, she had like 600 or 700,000 at the end of her season. I think it's climbed since Paradise. But like it was like shocking that Hannah G got basically a million right away. She had an advantage because she started as an influencer. She was already an influencer. Yeah. But, like, Tasha not getting out there was, like, a real indictment of her, like, celebrity at that point. Yeah. And, and also the racism of Bachelor Nation. Okay. But that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. a di- that's a different issue that we talk about frequently. And we'll continue to as we go through the season. But it's just, it just sort of, it's an important metric in understanding, like, who these people are and who they're going to be. And I, I will say Hannah Sless, who's Hannah Ann, she only has 90000 right now, which is, which is, like, a lot for, and you can make money off that. Sure. But you can't make a whole, like, yearly livelihood for many years. Like, the, like Jade, I bet, is making a lot of money. Right. And I think that speaks to why Ashley I's ascendance is so impressive. Yeah. Because, she, I mean, she was really there when, like, the middle of the 2010s was when Instagram was really blowing up. The user base was growing rapidly. Facebook had just taken over the company and, like, just, like, metriced the shit out of yeah. it. So it, it was... Uh, just like a prime time to rise. And there were other contestants who were on Instagram and doing like FabFitFun-esque ads, but it was 2010 and there just weren't, wasn't enough like mass on the platform. So I think like, it's important to remember that Ashley, I, it like really caught the wave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And now it's, it's a question of, can you break through the noise? Like, do you have a a unique enough personality and a unique enough angle to like sort of stake your claim in the remaining territory that is the the Bachelor Nation media universe? Yeah, it's interesting. And that's a really good segue because I want to talk about the first few women who really stood out 
last night on Peter's season. I say last night like it was for me last night. I mean, for Peter, <laughs> it was in, in September. But there was, like, I think a handful of, of women who really, like, were like, okay, they're going to be around for a while. So the first one was Hannah Ann, who we've mentioned before. Really weirdly, she handed Peter a drink at the beginning of the cocktail she party. She mugs for the camera a lot. So much. She goes like, I'm in love, like throws her arms up. For and, blowing kisses to the plane. Yes, and she was like, I've got a need for Peter or whatever. She she really vamps for the camera a lot. Yeah. Very comfortable already. She's a, she's a model. She's the one who's from Hannah yeah. G. She's from Tennessee. She's used to it. I think she went to the University of Alabama, even though she's from Tennessee. Or she was wearing Alabama clothes. Oh, interesting. There's so many Alabama connections. It's really weird because, like, how often do you think about Alabama outside of college football? <laughs> I don't even think about college football. Yeah. Like, I, it's just, like, it's just very strange that it's become, like, Chicago, Denver, Nashville, and the state of Alabama for casting for this show. Yeah. Chicago is a really huge one, too, this yes, season. Yes, it's back. Chicago's a great, Chicago's great back. city. It, it is back. It was, like, it was the hub for in, in, like, the post-Jason Mesnick, pre-Ben Higgins age. That mm. was sort of like where a lot of people congregated, Chris Bukowski and Nick Vial, et cetera. Who was, um, who was the guy who from, famously from Chicago? Um, Chicago Pete? Grocery Joe? Grocery, Grocery Joe. Joe. Chicago yes, Pete. Thank you, Craig. Who is Chicago Pete? Chicago <laughs> Pete's probably some guy. He's just walking down the street by the river. He's, just, like, He's yet to be him. cast on The yet to be cast. We'll get him one day. Um, but Hannah Ann interrupted three times. Three. Yeah. And often when you do that, you're not rewarded. However, she got the first impression, Rose. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, what she had going for her is that, one, she's really hot. And two, she's really hot. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's, yeah. Looking at her Instagram made me feel uncomfortable. It's like, oh, she's she looks really young. How old is she? She's 23. 23. I think she looks younger. Like her sort of fight with, what was her name? Shan. Shan. That was also like, oh, you're kind of condescending. She's kind of a mean girl. Yeah. I wasn't crazy about her, mm-hmm. but I guess Peter is. I don't know. She gave him a painting. Do you think that she made with her grandma or something? Do you I didn't she- want to bring up the painting, but I thought it was a bad painting. <laughs> do you think she painted it herself? Yeah, or do you think she painted it herself? I Honestly, as a connoisseur of Ikea paintings, I think she could have bought it. <laughs> that would have been so bad, though. Like, what if it was revealed that it it's was like an Ikea? I, said that. I mean, I thought the painting wasn't great. And I, she was like, she was saying, like, I was really nervous to give him this painting. And I thought she was going to say, because I'm not a good painter. But she was like, because it's really personal. <laughs> and then it was just like, like houses, basically. It was like a view. It was like a sunset It was or like something. pretty impressionist flowers. <laughs> it was like so nondescript. I can't even remember. It was, no, it was like the Smoky generic. Mountains of Tennessee. Oh, right. Smoky Mountains, yeah. which is probably nice. Did you ever watch the television show Bug Juice? Never. On Disney Channel? It was about uh, kids at camp. Um, I think it was in the Smoky Mountains. Mm. Um, it was fine. Hannah seems like catty and like she'll be really sweet to Peter's face, but bitchy behind his back. Agree. And uh, she could have been like a little bit more real in the conflict. That's all I have to say. Uh, apparently in the promo video, Chris Harrison had said that, uh, she seemed naive about the whole Bachelor Nation thing at the start of her journey, but somehow, quote, ended up in the middle of absolutely everything. She seems sweet, quiet, and reserved, but the girl's got her backbone, so. Okay. She's a villain. She's a villain, for sure. And I think she'll be sticking around for a while. I, I really closely watched the season teaser, and I think there's a bathing suit makeout shot of her and Peter in, like, oh, wow. in, like the ocean. Oh, yes. I saw that. Oh, wait. Are you sure that wasn't Kelly? I'm not sure. Okay. But I, actually, in fact, I noticed it. I noted it's really hard to tell apart Kelly, Madison, Sydney, and Alea. They yeah. all have like the same dark hair. But this girl's hair is a little bit shorter. But moreover, I recognize the bathing suit from her Instagram. Mm. So. Wow. <laughs> 
Elite. Elite. As I said, I have some stalker tendencies. Um, next, Madison. I would say she sneaky stole the episode. Yeah. Uh, loved her outfit. She wore like a bright pink, not hot pink, but like bright pink pantsuit to very Hannah-esque. The Weber Vow Renewal. It was very Hannah-esque. I think Madison seems like a more genuine Hannah, which is no shots at Hannah. Well, I guess it is. Sorry. <laughs> but whatever. At the beginning of um one of the entrances, someone says, like, not all girls from Alabama make decisions. And Peter's like, shade, but I like it. He's like throwing shade, but I like it. Or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. So here I am. Um, she got to her date, she got the first one-on-one, and that meant that she got to go to the Pete's Pete Sr. and Barbara's vow renewal. And I think Peter's family seems really lovely and they probably were like cool with this, but I was bummed out that they had to waste one of their invites on a stranger from that he might not even end up with. I wanted to make the point, these types of dates are cursed in cursed. history of Bachelor Nation. Cursed. So we had like Nick bring one of the twins. Oh no, that, that was, was ben. ben. Ben brought one of the twins home like yes. really early on and then she was gone. Nick brought Raven to his sister's soccer game. Yes. And she was gone. And then Ari brought Crystal home. That was a ridiculous date where it clearly was not actually his apartment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. True. I mean, maybe this is more that. But I just I just want to say this is a cursed date. I think Colton brought Hannah home. Hannah B. Oh, yeah. And then she left. She was out. Yeah. So it's not good. It's Th- not. It's not good for Madison's future. But he does seem to be pretty into her. She's also like him obsessed with her own parents. Right. Um, and I don't know. She did seem to handle the family well. At the end, when he, he and she are dancing to the to the country music band that no one's heard of. Um, <laughs> you mean the, to Neil Arts? Yeah, to Neil Arts. <laughs> Peter goes out of his way to say it. It's like, he was, he was, it's like as, a, as a veteran of the live read, you know when you've got to say something, yes. you know? Um, it seemed like she handled the family really well. I agree. I I had this flash during the Tennille Arts cameo that, like, what if they had Jed Wyatt at one? Oh, my God. (laughs) That's a great idea. I know. They need to do that. Oh, my God. I hadn't even thought about it. That would be so It would be hilarious. Oh, my God. That would die. Um, I just want to note that Madison is a four-time state championship in basketball in Alabama. Impressive. Her father recently promoted to assistant coach for Alabama men's basketball. Also want to say he's been working at Auburn or I think I said Alabama. I meant Auburn. He's been working at Auburn for a while. Auburn basketball is part of the big um, Adidas scandal a few years ago. Another sports crossover for us. Not a good look. Um, No, I I don't think we can blame her father for that. Sure, sure, sure. I just want to note it. I don't know. It's just sort of like a a coincidence, I suppose. Did you think they were a little too close? Um, her dad in, in Madison? Yeah. Yeah, but I think that would go well with Peter and his family. Okay. I got a little bit of, like, I think at a certain point she was like, I want to date someone like my dad. Yes, I thought that was creepy. She yes. Did, she did say that. Because <laughs> like, that's the kind of thing, like, your therapist points out to you, but you shouldn't, like, openly say. Right. I And I don't think she's been to therapy, probably. Yes, I certainly think she has <laughs> not. Uh, she just, um... I don't know. She seemed like charming, but I think you're right. Meeting the family so early on is a pretty bad sign. It's sad. She got the cursed date. The cursed date. You're not supposed to accept it. Like, if I was on that date the second I saw the family, I'd be like, no. Another really tough part about that date is because it was on TV, no one could wear sunglasses, though they were outside. Everyone was squinting for the entire vow renewal. It was really funny. I've been in a wedding like that where I didn't bring sunglasses, and it was terrible. And this was late September here in Los Angeles, where it's, like, still really hot and sunny. 
It's like the hottest time of the year, in fact. And there's just no light as bright as as the LA California light. sun. I yeah. know it's really true. It's it's piercing, but um, Madison, she definitely distinguished herself. I think she'll be around for a while. I based on the the coming on, I don't know. Let's talk about Kelly, who I just really irrationally dislike. Um, Kelly, like, did they have sex in the hotel bathroom? So, like, is that the only <laughs> explanation here? He's he clearly is super attracted to her, and we keep learning things about this this night, and it has all the ingredients of a one night stand. Yes, because that you're like, yeah, it's never supposed to see you again. Yeah, and then you do, and I've been there. You really <laughs> should not see that person again. Like, let it go. Everyone, move on. Right, but they they keep like it's just like oh, they danced in the lobby. They were in a hotel lobby, yeah. and there was an after party, and they it appears that she they was were there both for a drunk. Wedding. Yeah, she, and he was there for his ten year high school reunion. Both events where you would be drinking. Yes, heavily. Heavily. You run into this person you're supposed to, like, have a date with. So I think what happened was, it was sometime in August, had to have been, and she had already been cast to be on the show, and he was not yet announced as Bachelor. Mm -hmm. And she kept saying, like, I was looking for a sign. And then I think it turned out that, like, she ran into him, and he didn't know that she was going to be on the show or maybe he had an inkling. I don't I don't know, but it's murky. But I think what happened was it was like kind of before everything was confirmed. And so then she was like, okay, it's Peter. I guess I'll do the show or something. So I really think that people love an origin story. Like yeah. when you have like a meet cute like that, like you really hold on to the idea of a person, even if you don't like them because totally. you're just like, damn, this is a good story. Yes. It's like, oh, I found my rom-com. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And that's like, People who go on The Bachelor are looking for that anyway. Yes. And so, yeah, I think that that's a, a great call. But she just, like, really made it into a bigger thing than it was. But honestly, so did he. They're giggling about it all the time. And he was even like, I know you have a target on your back, but just keep going yes, for it. just know that I'm, like, really into you. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Like, I think she's going to last a while. Me too. Me too. I really think they've hooked up. It's pretty much the only explanation. Should I ask him? Is I would love too, if you asked him. Forward? Yeah, I mean, as the reporter, I would say, yeah. obviously, ask him. <laughs> I don't know if I'll feel comfortable. So it's just a, just kind of weird. It, I mean, lives. agree. But, but they, they put it on front street with Peter. It's just like the windmill shit. I just was so, I don't, I sure. don't like this. I know. Me, I, again, I think it speaks to me. We're like conservative or something, but it's like, oh, I wow, that's a conservative. lot. I'm often like, what's wrong with the world these days? I'm like 55, so I'm not even 35. Um, but I, I just thought everything with her, she, he's clearly really into her. So I think that she was kind of getting that from him, but she was just doing the thing where she makes things more dramatic, where she's like, it's a good thing they don't know this is the hotel where we met. And like, kind yeah. of like playing up. It's the- kind of fun. It's kind of sneaky. Also, she kind of looks like his mom. Yes, she does kind of look like his mom. That's she also looks say. older than 27. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, maybe it's because of the plastic surgery or mm, interesting. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't uh, I don't want to get into that because it's just an element of the show now. Yeah. But uh I didn't notice her forehead moving very much. Yeah. I also just want to note nothing nothing about her appearance. She's a cheater. She cheated at the challenge to to win <laughs> Peter's. Okay. I have win. an argument against that. Okay. Because whenever women get angry about these obstacle courses, it was and Tammy cheating, who was mad. Yeah, Tammy was mad. And Tammy is a very competitive person. I actually love Tammy, like, extremely entertaining. Great narrator, no chance to Yeah, win. exactly. I followed uh, her on Instagram. She followed me back. Thank you, Tammy. Oh, wow. Well, it's pre, pre-air, you know? So oh, I feel like she's okay. still, like, sure, oh, sure, oh, sure. open all the possibilities, not too big for things yet. <laughs> well, maybe she'll be on the show. Um, I want to say that all the girls always focus on the woman who cheated. But it's actually a false flag because the lead— <laughs> 
Peter. He's encouraging one woman to win all the time. Yes. She, he wants a certain person to win. Also, Peter re- rewarded Hannah Ann interrupting three times with the first impression of Rose and now re- rewarded Kelly for cheating. He was watching her cheat and he was like, all right, let's get on the plane. Yeah, like He, he was wasn't like, bit. well, these rules say that it has to be um, who was fighting against her. Uh, Tammy. Oh, no, but it was. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, I forget who. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I just think if he really wanted to spend the time with her, though, like, why didn't she get the first one-on-one? That's what that's what I don't understand. You have to really make an impact on night one to get that first one-on-one. Do I you think. think that the first one-on-one is always the lead's sole decision? Mm, probably not. Probably so not. that's why, yeah. I think. I think I think also what we learned from Colton's This American Life um, appearance is there's a lot of, like, machinations around it. Like, I think, I think he actually said that very often they don't give you a one-on-one with one of your favorites at the beginning because they want to save it for later on. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that's a really smart strategy on the part of the producers. And so it, it's great because Kelly obviously has an, an unfair advantage and the girls are upset about it. But really, what they should be upset about is that Peter doesn't like them as I much. Know. He's just like... <laughs> Probably had a one night stand. He's like, "Oh, good, you're back." Right. He, kept, he kept he kept saying, "I was hoping you'd stop by. I was hoping you'd come by." Yeah. And it's like, Peter, they can't just stop by. Like, that's very, do you know the rules? It's a very sweet way of phrasing it. Actually, like he's just trying to keep it casual. I actually really liked it, and I feel like were I ever The Bachelor, I would be similar. I'd like pretend it was more natural and yeah. normal than it was. But his re- repeated saying of like, "I'm so glad you you came," or like, "I'm so glad you stopped by." Just like Peter, that's not how it works. Like this is all very staged, <laughs> right. and that's okay. We're all we're all down for it, you know. We're along for the ride. But um, it was just funny how he kept saying that, specifically about Kelly being like, "I was just so glad she came." Yeah, I mean, I actually think she's playing it really well. Like when Tammy confronted her, she was like, "Oh," and or like so when someone was like, "Uh, that's like he said." Did you hear that? He said spark because he gave her the yeah. rose on the date, and she was like, "Oh, I didn't even catch that." Yeah. She's being really, she isn't rubbing it in people's faces. Kelly. Like, yeah. Yeah, she was trying to play it, downplay it. But then I think her ITMs made her seem worse, which happens a lot with the villain, where she was just talking about like what a great connection they had. And he, but he just seems really into her. So I don't know. She's definitely sticking around for a while. Yeah, agree. I'm sure he wants to explore that. Um, McKenna. We got a lot of McKenna, my Kenna. I am very much not a fan. A however, blogger. However, right? great hair. Yes, I believe she's a blogger. Ouch. Tough for us, Alyssa. <laughs> She seems very much on the show to become an influencer. Yeah. Um, she kept trying to steal him and he was saying no. And as we as we learned, he's very apt to say yes to a, a, a steal. Yeah. And so that's a really bad sign for her. She, she, was, she was throwing paper airplanes at him and he was not into it. Nor would I be. And she had really chaotic energy, right? Yeah. Like, it. she seems really... There's a... I think there was a preview where she was saying, like, all this drama... <laughs> She's not good. I'm I'm not a fan, but we got a lot of her. I assume she's like good at talking to the camera, so that's probably why. I don't know. Tammy, we mentioned her, a lot of her as well. Um, I believe she's also one of the flight. Oh no, sorry, she's a realtor. I found her she's one listing right now. It's in upstate New York. Um, I saw that. Good luck, Tammy. Affordable. Yes, upstate New York. Yeah. Not the best weather. So I think <laughs> it tends to it's not like here in LA where people are addicted to the sun. Um, Victoria P. 
She's the one who went from day to night in glasses and was the recipient of the um, the reenactment, the trauma reenactment, where she's talking about how she got really dizzy on the teacups I at Disneyland. Loved that. The last time we they saw that was with, that. with Annalise, Annalise, right? Yes. With the um, bumper cars. Yes, scared of bumper cars. <laughs> yeah, it's There's like someone. Unsolved Mysteries on reenactment. the amusement park. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked Victoria P. a lot. She got a lot of attention because she gets car sick. She gets motion sickness. I don't know. I, but the, the glasses were a true revelation. Yeah, she has a really compelling backstory. Um, very sad. Yeah, very sad. And She took care of her sister because her mother battled addiction. Now because her, her father mother, died when she was yes, two. Her mother's doing a lot better now. Really good. Very sweet story. And I, she's a nurse. She contextualizes her need for love well yes. related to her profession. She's definitely been through therapy. I agree. Unlike Madison. I agree. Yeah. I, I love her for it. Me too. And I, <laughs> I liked about her. I, I liked how she was open. And I liked her. Me too. So a girl, girl should say what she needs. And when you need to get off that spinning thing, you should say it. <laughs> and she vomited really elegantly. Yes, she did. Kind of like a cat. <laughs> totally. She's just like, gonna wash my mouth up, then I'll be good. It's like, when I vomit, I'm like, I'm like, like more, draped over the toilet seat. More emotion sickness <laughs> vomiting on the show than you would expect. Remember when Vanessa did with Nick? Oh, and yeah. then they made out after? That was really gross. Yes. Um, Victoria F., she probably had the best insight of the episode, which was after she arrived into the house. She finds out she's one of two Victorias, so they ask her her last name, and she becomes Victoria F. And then she does an ITM where she talks about how she does not want to be Victoria F. She goes, that's bull. And <laughs> She was drunk. <laughs> it was really funny. And Victoria, you're so right. Having an initial sucks. However, there are many people who don't win. I don't. I can't think of a winner with an initial. Uh, that's not true. Lauren Bushnell, she had an initial. Hannah G is an initial, but she didn't win. Oh, sorry, but Hannah B. She didn't got to either. be a lead. Yes, at least. exactly. There's many many initialed people who become leads. There's Hannah B. There's Nick V. There's Ben H. Um, there's just a lot of them. So you know, Victoria doesn't have to be bad, but I'm with you. I don't like when I get to the place and I find out there's another Juliet. It's like my parents gave me a unique name. I deserve to have this glory. Definitely. It's like me and Shakespeare, you know? Well, and they named the cow. What did they name the cow? Ashley. Ashley something. Ashley P. As or a joke, which is funny because yeah. there's no Ashleys. <laughs> yeah. But like, that's a good joke. I, I commend her. It's like, it's like a throwback to the like Ashley. Yeah, stuff. The, pre- the previous era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of, uh, <laughs> of all that. But yeah, that. Only that true really fans funny. know. <laughs> exactly. But I just thought that was really funny. Um, Victoria is from Virginia Beach. When Sydney was here in October, she said there was a woman from her hometown that she um, kind of made a face about, but didn't want to comment on. Interesting. Yes. I love Sydney. I love Sydney as well. Sydney, I remember that moment. You might not be happy that I brought it up, but she kind of, she didn't want, she was uncomfortable to talk about Victoria. Oh, okay. Well, so I guess Victoria we have F. a lot to see. I will going say she, forward. she was extremely whiny. I was not a huge fan. She, she could kind of funny, but really whiny. She was kind of drunk and. Uh, I mean, I don't blame her. She she had some like really funny one liners, like "I'm so happy for you." Yeah, <laughs> like she was just like great as like the sort of like displeased like corner commentator. But I also liked her makeup look, which was not too much makeup. Yeah, yeah, or at least really good at making doing natural makeup. I can't do any makeup, so I'm always impressed with people. But I, I liked her look a lot. She just looked natural looking in general. I think her like die like sort of bombing with Peter mm-hmm. like really remind me of Ashley I's energy mm-hmm. on Chris Soul's season because it was like Ashley I is like a lovely person and like super wonderful to be around, yeah. it seems. But yeah, I've, she's I've never really met nice. Her. She's really nice. But um yeah, when I spoke to her for the story, I really liked talking to her. But 
she's bright. She yeah, she's really bright, but she got really stressed out talking to Chris Souls and would freak out like, oh, that's the she last memory. Talking to Colton. Right. So I think that that's the classic case we have here. And she said, I have a dry sense of humor, but that's the only, and then she starts laughing and she says, only dry thing about me, which was just gross. Like, I'm sorry. That's not a good opening line. Didn't like the joke. I'm, I'm call like me 55 joke. years old. And like, then she had to that. repeat the stories because she didn't think Peter remembered. And he's like, I remember. That's funny. <laughs> that's, that part is funny. Like, she was definitely drunk at that point. Definitely. But like, Peter remembered. He just didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> he, um, did you, did you notice that uh, a lot of women were drinking out of white mugs? Yeah, there was less like wine glasses and champagne going around and more like cocktails and white mugs. Like, do we. The white mugs threw me off. I was confused by that. I was wondering if they were like having hot toddies or. I mean, it's not very glamorous. I can say that. Like, the I... people who do this set should be ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I have like a fixation on mugs. I have so many. I treat them like accessories. I have like, I just like. My home, my office, there's like so many mugs. I like to have soup out of mugs, cereal, everything. You can never have too many mugs. Thank you. I, I agree. Um, however, I just thought it was really weird. I've never seen it before. And I was like, do they run out of cups? Like, what's what's going on here? Maybe I have to ask Peter about that too. Maybe, yeah. Like, it really stuck out to me. Maybe someone accidentally like knocked over all the champagne glasses. Yeah. I mean, may, maybe or, or something. It was really weird because I was, they were like, there was two women who were sitting by the fire drinking from these mugs. And I was like, what is that? Hot chocolate? Like what's going <laughs> on here? It was just, it was just really very strange. But I think though, that's kind of the list of women who really made an impact in the first, first episode. I will say my personal favorite outside of that group. I don't, I don't, that group, I don't really have a favorite in, but I will say my favorite so far is Savannah. I really enjoyed her for whatever reason. I, I don't know. She just, she also definitely got drunk. She was talking to the camera. She's the one who um, kissed him outside the house. Yeah. Brought the blindfold. I thought that was like, kind of like the energy Victoria was going for, but couldn't land. Yeah. But she so, was really self-assured. I, I liked her a lot. Um, There was one woman named Courtney who, I couldn't tell you much about her, but every time I saw her face, which was not that often, she reminded me of that Instagram woman who went on the crazy um, multi-city, multi-continent um, engagement treasure hunt, Marissa Casey Fuchs. Oh, yeah. She looked a lot, very similar smile in oh, here. Oh, totally. And I just kept thinking of Marissa Casey Did Fuchs. Did she also have really chaotic energy? Yes. I remember there being like a lot of chaotic energy. Yes, she did. So did Natasha. Natasha, her eyes were like fluttering every location. Natasha was a lot. She also, I think, will be featured in the first like four quite a bit because she's good at speaking. Yeah. She um, is the only woman over 30, so I have to support yes, her. Yes, she's 31, so we support Natasha. Yes. Shout out to you, girl. <laughs> Shout we, out. we see you. <laughs> um, I think that Natasha was the woman who said there's some cats and rats here. Yes. And I, that was a really good line. She's kind of like mystical. Yeah. I know what it is. I, I liked it. She's a party planner in New York. You gotta like have a sharp elbows for that. You Definitely. Know? Yeah. With vendors and. Oh, I didn't realize she's from New York. I like her even more now. Yeah. Um, my favorite dress was Sarah, which I believe was, it had a little bit of a racer back and it was sparkly. I really liked it. Oh, I really liked Lauren's, uh, like, sparkly jumpsuit. Yes, I like that as well. That Lauren was, like, something Beyonce would wear. I was like, oh, man, I could never pull that off. Hannah Ann was wearing a great color, like an emerald green. Yeah. I didn't like With the dress the bow. That much. Yeah, but she, mm. looked, she looked really good in it, and it yeah. was, like, hot. She's just, like, working it already. No, as, she's got it. As we talk about her, I'm like, oh, she just, like, really, like, knew what she was doing when she well, came in. and I, you know, it was funny. I talked to Lauren Zima uh, very briefly Hi, for Lauren. my Hi, Lauren. We love you, Lauren. <laughs> uh, and she mentioned that now women who go on the show get approached before even coming yeah. on the show to get, like, good outfits for I th it. I think Rachel kind of changed this a little bit. 
where she went to places and were like, hey, can I rent some clothes from you basically and then return it? I think a lot of people do that now, but also yeah, they get they do get approached. Um, I want to say Alea I was the first one out and she was the one who talked about her grandma and had the letter, really aggressive cleavage. I, she's among my least favorite. I found her very irritating. I'm, I, I'm, I'm concerned she goes far because she's part of the long, dark hair gang. It's hard to tell them apart, but uh, I don't know. I'm not a fan. I had a really hard time differentiating between between her with a ponytail and her with her hair down. Yeah, I know. She was like a totally different person. So long. (laughs) Um, Yeah, she, a lot of like nervous laughter and smiling. Yeah. I didn't like it. I didn't care for her either. But, you know, if you mention a family member, Peter's into you. So she, she really nailed it. Was there anyone else who really stood out to you? God, I'm trying to think. I mean, I just think I really liked Natasha. (laughs) I liked her too. Craig, what about you? Anyone you're like, oh, I got my eye on you. Like sleepers? Yeah. Or just, I don't know, just personal preference. Well, I think... Imagine you're Jade and you're making your perfect (laughs) fantasy lineup. Fantasy draft, number one pick right now, Hannah Ann. For sure. For sure. She really, like, she's she's playing chess. Everyone else is playing chess. I don't think she'll win, but she's, like, a lock top four, I think. Definitely. Who do you guys think was the one who said in the preview that that she didn't want Peter to have sex with anyone? Speaking of, do you think that's going to be about Kelly? (laughs) Oh, interesting. Um, I think it was Madison who said it. I did okay. a voice analysis. I think I don't. I don't slight know. Southern twang. Slight Southern twang. I did hear that. Yeah, but not that strong. And Madison kind of like went in and out of it a little bit. Um, I don't know. I just I don't I don't know if that's about about Kelly or if it's about the fantasy suites. But it's just like Peter's like the most ob- like objectively sexual bachelor that they've had, just based on the number of sex acts we're aware of beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> So like I don't. How can you be upset about that? I don't know. Who do you think is the virgin of the bunch? I don't this know. is a question for both of you. I don't know, Craig. I don't know. I mean, they're also like all really young, so it also yeah. feels like judgmental to be like this one. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Sorry, we, we peg you Sorry. As a virgin. <laughs> listen up that situation, but yeah, I don't know. It was, I was thinking about it though. Like who? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm appreciative that it's not like a night one talking point like it was with Colton and Ashley. Um, but clearly this season is going to have a different relationship with sex than like any other bachelor season. Yeah. And even with Hannah's date, like what the date that Hannah told the story at, like afterwards, she was like, it's really important to express yourself and be confident with your sexual identity. Totally. Which I think like she probably came to it through her experience of having to do that on television. So (laughs) I don't know. It was a really good premiere. I mean, there's just like a lot to look forward to many mysteries, um, How I'm, long does Hannah stay? What Han- happens next episode? Hannah B. Yeah, she has to go she's film go dancing, dancing with the Stars. With the stars. Yeah, she's she's not joining. <laughs> Do they kiss? No. I'm going okay, they now. were uh, their faces were really close in the end. Yeah, like he was like, "Oh, Hannah," and he was like really close to her face. I just feel like they're they're more of like a. a you know, like honest trailers, they're like more of an honest rom com. A lot of misconnections, never going to work out. I I think that it's not going to work out. This is my. Do you want to hear my prediction? Yes, let's <laughs> right? hear it. I think it's like Peter will choose someone at the end. They're going to date for a couple of months. It's not going to work out. And then him and Hannah are going to connect at the end. And it's going to be like a happily ever after. I really hope that happens. That would be great. I I think that would just be delightful. Uh, Craig, any any final prediction? I don't think he's going to end up with Hannah. Hannah Brown? Yeah, not Hannah Brown. So many Hannahs, so little time. We went from (laughs) zero to three that are relevant to us in just a year's time. So much to look forward to. Many, many more Hannah moments, you know? Um, but thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Alyssa and Craig, for being on this fair podcast. Uh, programming note, I mentioned Peter will be coming in. That is coming Wednesdays. 
the second episode of this season will not be Thursdays. It will be Wednesdays because every week we'll be covering Vanderpump Rules, which airs on Tuesday night. And my guest this Wednesday, and perhaps more of them, is David Jacoby. So I look forward to that. I hope you do too. And I mean, David Jacoby and Peter Weber on one podcast. What more could you ask for? Thanks so much for listening. Thank you to Crate and Barrel. Don't forget to think about them for your registry. And of course, to Rothy's, whose shoes I am wearing right now. I'll be back on Wednesday. <laughs> 